Welcome to episode 342 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. So hey, Jason, how you doing? I'm doing all right. What's, what's, what's new with you? Uh, well, um, apart from living the dream, uh, there's been a lot of learnings about uh, Morning Brief, uh, so that's quite interesting. Well, let's do, let's do today's show. Let's do like the first half on Morning Brief, and we'll do the second half on Math Academy since um, we launched Math Academy into beta this week. So I got a lot to talk about there, and I think you got a lot to talk about Morning Brief. So we'll just keep it pretty much to those two topics for the most part. But here's, so, here's the thing, like people have been waiting for the launch of Math Academy and sending <laughs> emails to me and to you and having private conversations with me. Well, when's he going to launch it? When's he going to launch it? And I just think, like, really? if, the, if we start okay. the podcast with my stuff, everyone's just going to fast forward. <laughs> okay. everyone wants to hear about Math Academy. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you think that's you true. I mean? I mean, it's like, it's, it's completely monumental. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this is a big thing. Like, I'm super excited about this. So, okay. Please. All right. Well, please. let's go. Yeah. So, ask away. What's... Well, okay. First of all, um, congratulations. I'm... I'm really impressed and happy and yay, you've, you've, you've done this and it's out the door. And, um, okay. First of all, what is it? Is it like, uh, is it a wait list or is it a functional product? Like where, where are you at with it? Okay. So it's a combination of two things. The first thing is we had to launch for the school, right? I mean, classes started, um, what it was a week and a half ago. Um, and they use the, the, the system for their classes, right? So, um, and I was late for that. I was supposed to launch like a week and a half ago, didn't get it out the door on the Thursday or the Friday. And then we finally launched um, on, what was it? I guess it was, uh, I guess Monday. It was just And that's Monday. why we skipped recording two weekends, right? Right. I mean, it has been absolutely fucking brutal. I, I have never worked so hard for so long. It's just, it's just incredible. I mean, we've been working seven days a week for like the past year and a half at practically, you know, I mean, I took this vacation yeah. a few weeks ago, but other than that, I mean, I just, I work, you know, night and day pretty much, but then it went in just like overdrive like six weeks ago. And then the three weeks up until was, it was even, you know till one in the morning every night, just cranking. And then the week of was, or the, even the week, like right before, like the four or five days, three or four days of Ford that we were, we were supposed to launch and then we didn't get out the door. And then of course you're supposed to launch and the classes are live and you're sending emails like, I'm so sorry, let me, you know, just one more day. Wait, no, just one more day. You know, that kind of a thing. So that was horrible. Yeah. Because- That, that really sucks. So you, yeah. You, you're staying up all night working your ass of sending emails. Oh, we're definitely going to get, we're going to get it. And then you can't, and then you have to send that sort of mea culpa email. This is where I, I say, I say to Joe, I say, see, see, <laughs> like, this is what happens. This is what happens when you're building like, uh, non-trivial software. Yeah. <laughs> From like on the, the launch day, it's, that's, oh. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was the word. And then, and so the final, the day we finally got it out, um, it was an all nighter. I mean, yeah. literally did not go to sleep. Okay, but who who was pulling the all-nighter? Who was working on this? Oh, um, Justin and Justin Skysick. So Justin is, um, he's been working with me on this thing for the last couple of years. He, he, uh, he's the guy who was sheltering in place with us for the, during the pandemic. 
Now, what, what's he doing in like so in an all night? Because my my impression was he was like sort of behind the scenes uh, creating the algorithms, um, but not like a hands on coding. What right? What, well, the algorithms was... are code, right? I mean, it's not like he's just writing it up on a piece of paper, and you know, he's so what's happening all night between like he's he's doing algorithms and you're implementing them. How's how's that working? Um, well, okay, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, so, well, first of all, let me let me just clarify his role. So, right, he's been developing the algorithm. So he and I work together on a lot of that stuff, and then he codes them up and works on a lot of the math. And you know, and these these are very sophisticated algorithms. This isn't something you build in like a you know a few weeks or something. This is you know six months of you know round the clock work for him, and he's mm -hmm. and he's very experienced in this area. There's a lot. Um, and then there's all the engineering you have that has to go into putting algorithms like that into production. There's one thing to say, oh, we run it on some, some, you know, data set and go, oh, okay, it looks, looks like it works. Like that's not even close to the amount of work it takes to get something into a system that has to run fast enough and has to not ever fail. And it's and if it doesn't find an, an optimal result that it doesn't fail catastrophically, that it still comes up with a reasonable answer. Right. Okay. So, you know. There's some interesting coding around that. So we'll, I think we'll get into it in a minute. But so he's been developing all of this stuff. Um, he also has done a lot of work on the content. Um, he works with Alex. So Alex is, runs content. And so he's, you know, you know, one of the more senior people on that sort of line of, of or area. And he, um, he does a lot of that. But he also teaches four math, or two math academy classes and the two computer science classes. So he's a busy guy, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he, he's kind of like my right hand man, basically. Um, yeah. So, so when we were, uh, you know, today's your question specifically, um, we were working on. So he's he's working on the on the algorithm for the, that would say, you know, when you complete, you answer some questions, you complete a learning task. Okay. What the system does is it loads every answer the, the student has ever answered on any topic throughout history on the system overlays that on this graph of like you know six thousand knowledge points this basically directed graph and then does a lot of computations to determine what are the optimal set of tasks for the student to work on mm -hmm. so there's a lot of back and forth with 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 what you know you know the sort of the main part of the system is okay the student finishes the task and that stuff's in the database and it says okay now it hands it off and it, and it puts it and it potentially puts it in a queue for this job pro this task process to come up and do all its magic and there's just a lot of back and forth and and between all of that um but justin was also helping me with some of the algorithms that we have built into the system the question selection and some of this other stuff and it was just a lot a lot of stuff to get done and so you uh, so, so you did get it. So the first time, so do you? Pull, I guess you pulled a couple of all nighters. Like you needed to do a mere couple. Like you couldn't get it out the oh, first I mean, time. There were many near all nighters. Like staying up till f between three and five, and then waking up at eight. Wow. I mean, there's like two weeks of this. I mean, I barely slept for like a week and a half. And there was a one complete all nighter. Like did not go to sleep. You know, oh it was my God. brutal. <laughs> Have you been drinking a lot of coffee? <laughs> yeah, tea, coffee, soda, whatever. I mean, it's just. I mean, it just, just it goes, he goes, he goes, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of hard things. And this is the hardest. I mean, it's, I said, but this is, this is startup man, world. I mean, this is brutal. It's going to be brutal for a while. It's just, there's no, 
there's no way around. I mean, it's awesome. It's really exciting. It's extremely fulfilling, but it is really, really hard. And especially it, if you're real, if your goal is to real, like we are going to succeed. It isn't like this, well, you know, just working on this thing and trying to get a couple of years. Like, no, we've made commitments, put in money, we put in time, like this is going to work. And so it means you're going to do whatever it takes and, and, and against whatever technical odds or anything. And it's just, it is hard. How would you compare it to um, engineer uh, architecting and building Uber's um, dispatch system? Oh, I don't know. 20 times harder, 100 times harder. 100 times harder. I mean, that was easy, oh. dude. That was easy. I mean, look, right, oh, wow. writing a real-time dispatching system was actually, it was fun. It was a cool technical thing, right? It was fun, and I worked on it for six months and, um, you know, got it in there. And I don't know. It, was, it wasn't a big deal. It was, just, it was a component to a lot of other stuff that was going on, right? I'm, Jess and I are building all of this stuff ourselves, and this thing is incredibly complex, so we don't have a team of 20 people and I have like eight or 10 coders working on this stuff. So, you know, it's just, um, it's just you, a lot. And last it's show you, it's very Last show you were talking about um, simplifying, right? Um, did you get any, so w like, have you been thinking about that? Um, well, I did. I mean, I post. ripped out a lot of stuff and that was, yeah, that was a while ago. It was like a month ago, right? We left five right. weeks ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, that was ripping out a lot of old code, simplifying stuff, but you know, that, that stuff really doesn't have much to do with the newer, uh, the core stuff, which like I said, is incredibly complex. It's just, yeah. I mean, there are tens of thousands of, of sort of dead code that I kind of ripped out, but they, <laughs> I, it didn't reduce the, 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 <laughs> the challenge, the, the complexity, inherent complexity in what we're doing. So yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I almost have PTSD from this thing. I mean, it's just. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit more about like this, the sort of the, 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 the moment of sort of. Okay. You, well, you released it and then the kids started using it and it didn't break oh. and it was awesome. Oh yeah. Well, that's not quite the story, but so, okay. <laughs> so I mean, well, so there's several days of like almost getting it out and then, yeah, we need one more day, that kind of stuff and emails and, and just you know, feeling humiliated and frustrated and exhausted myself. And then just, you know, cause it wasn't just sending it out to, you know, the instructors, it was all the people who, all the beta users who have been signing up, who've signed up and, 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 and actually paid and registered and are, are really anxious to get started. Mm. Right. So I guess I should talk about that too. Right. Yeah. For, yeah. So, okay. So let me, let me talk about that. So I guess it was, uh, maybe a week before the start of school. So let's, let's say three, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. So Sandy, Sandy was like, well, are you going to launch? And I go, what do you mean? She's like, are we, you know, you know, get on beta users and get people paying? And I was like, yeah, I guess we should, I guess we really need to do that. She's like, okay, well, we have this email list from the website, you know, that like 300 people have signed up since like 2017. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know how good that list is going to be, but you might as well. She's like, well, I'm sure there's some people on there. I'm like, all right, fine, you know, do it. And so, um, so she crafted an email and I put in a couple minor edits and then she sent it out and she sent up a like Google form that just said basically like, you know, what grade is a student? Is it for you or is it for, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a kid? What grade level are they in? Um, what, what, and what course or courses are you interested in? right? Algebra, geometry, calculus, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. 
And when are you looking to get started? Immediately? Next week? Or, you know, that kind of thing. And so we got about 20-some um, people right away. Um, now it's gotten up to 40. I think we have 40 people. And, and, ba and basically, um, when I forgot that information and she sent a follow-up emails. Okay. So if you're, if you're interested, you know, request a demo. So we had kind of like a two-stepper, right? Mm -hmm. And then she set up a woofoo form. I think, I believe it was, I don't know, whatever she said, this, said this the system. And so these people had to, had to uh, request, uh, if, if, you know, like a, a demo. So what, what Sandy was like, said to me, she's like, look, you know, you don't have the, all the onboarding stuff. So you're just going to have to, you know, do like a, 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 you know, like a zoom demo or something. Yeah. Smart. Very and smart. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, like I've tried to write all this code. Right. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do these, I get to do these damn demos. Right. Right. And. So I was like, all right, fine. And, but I, I'm so tired and I'm so stressed and I, I just can't even think straight. I'm just like, she's just hand. She's like, all right, you're launching. And, and I, and she's like, well, how's it going? You know, coming in. I'm like, I'm just like, I basically can't even talk. I'm like, I just, uh, I'm, try I'm trying, I'm pushing. She's like, sh and she's like, well, we're not rescheduling. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. She's like, all right. She's like, I'm she's sick. Of, she's just sick of wait. Like she's just ready for this to, to go. She's kidding. Yeah. She's like the product man. She's like, it's oh going God. out the door. So she just starts hammering my calendar. So I getting two demos a day, every day, two hour long demos. Right. Whoa. And so she'd usually like one kind of morning, like 10 or 11, and then usually another one, maybe three o'clock or two o'clock or something like that. And um, so I'm doing these things. Meanwhile, I'd launched on Monday. And, and when we launched, I was like, it was one of those things like you, you think, oh, we can, we can, I think we could get it. And you're like, oh no, I got this thing. Oh, I forgot about that thing. And then this isn't working. And then it's three o'clock in the morning. And then you had this dawns on you that you still got like at least another hour and a half. And then it dawns on you, you still have two more hours. It's four in the morning. And you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and I look over at Justin sitting next to me, sleeping, sitting in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we're, we're, we're debugging this thing. And I look, I think, I think we got to go here. I look at him. I just, <laughs> <laughs> so it That's was, awesome. it was just brutal. And the sun's coming up and you're like. I'm not even worried at that point about like, oh no, I stayed up all night. I mean, that ship had sailed. I already, you know, gone into overdrive. It's just like, oh my God, kids are going to be classroom in like, you know, another hour or something. And, you know, stuff doesn't, stuff isn't working. Right. So anyway, finally get it up. I send the links. I say, guys, all right, I think we're good. I send it, I send it out to everyone, to the instructors. I send it out to the, you know, the email that, to the end, some of the, and the beta testers who had signed up, and um, and then I finally get everything, and I finally go upstairs, have a breakfast, and then I said, "All right, it's like you know, ten o'clock or nine thirty or something." I go take a shower, and then I just fall asleep for two hours, and then I wake up in my inbox, and in this, it just hammered with bugs. <laughs> And that's, oh. and were, were, were a lot of the bugs because of moving from one environment to another, or was it just the bugs that were just on all the environments? Oh, it's just the complexity. It's just like, because I had to write so much code so quickly over a period of days and weeks and some of the code written late at night, you know, it just didn't have enough time. You know, I just, we're just trying to do too much in too short an amount of time, you know, and having a full, like a, like a, 
a full-time QA person, we had that with Modern Teacher. We we don't have mm -hmm. that right now, but it was it was a godsend, you know, just having someone who could just hammer at it and just like find all that stuff. That was yeah. really good. Oh, it sounds wonderful, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not my reality. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, the, so, the, the, the customers are the testers, right? Yeah. I mean, I warned them. I mean, I, I mean, there was some, I mean, I mean, look, the, everyone has been very gracious and patient. Like, Hey, it's okay. They they could tell I'm up all night and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be as honest as I can about what's going on and everything. I'm not like I'm bullshitting anybody or whatever. And you know, everybody's like, don't worry about it, but it still feels really bad when you're, it's just taking you a long time to get stuff. You're, you're overdue and then there are bugs. Right. But, but, but to, uh, I got to say something. I got to say something. You, you, <laughs> You don't realize how monumental this is because this is 10 years of this show. Like you have shipped. <laughs> if you've shipped, man, it's insane. Like you've actually got working software out there. People are using it because we've gone through App Ignite and mm -hmm. um, was, there, was there anything else apart from App Ignite? Any foo? Any foo? Right. <laughs> like this is, this is like a genuine product that people can pay for that's been shipped. So... I I don't even care if it like if there was bugs. Like the point is, is it's it's done, man. Like high five. If I was there, I'd give you a high five. This is awesome. Anyway, well, yeah. um, so I can't remember what I was gonna say. But sorry, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. But I know that other people are feeling the same way as me. It's like yes, yeah. This so is, this is the next chapter. This is like a a threshold. So the so here's kind of what's going on. Um, oh, here's a heel. This is. And there's some interesting technical things to talk about. There's a, there are a lot of interesting things to talk about. I, th I think things you'll be interested in hearing about. So um, one was, okay, I had, I had sort of divergent code bases. So I mm. had like, I had, I had been working on this new backend uh, content management system. We had a, and I, it was like a rewritten, but I had made a lot of changes that, and it had a lot to do with the stuff that I had ripped out of the code base, you know, to get stuff. So, oh, with, of you course, know, yeah. And then I realized, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, one of my instructors, he's teaching, he, one of my instructors is kind of old school. He only teaches manually. So he uses the system as we'd used it in the past to manually select questions for assignments and stuff that are still done on the ceiling, but it's a manual process. It's not automated. And I realized all that stuff wasn't going to work on the new code base because I had ripped out yeah. all this stuff mm -hmm. that, and, oh, and, and, and to rewrite the stuff to support him would probably take me two or three days. And then I so realized, what, um, what did you do? well, then there was the stuff that I had done to, remember I talked about the free response? The oh, yeah. Stuff. yeah. I built all that out, but part of that, because everything was all connected and there's all this old stuff I had to rip out. It was like, I hadn't gotten this one last piece to it, which was sort of the graphics preview and generation. So I had like another day and a half, uh, or maybe two days of work on that to get that solid. And if I pushed that out, my content team would not be able to work on questions, right? And that's bad because they generate, they create like a thousand questions a week. So you can't like shut that down. Meanwhile, I have to pull out the new version. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? So then I'm like, okay, I got an idea. I'll, I'll run a proxy. So what I'll do is I'll set up, I'll run the new node process and the old no node process. And I'll have the old one run on like, you know, port 550 or something, right? And I'll set the new one will run a proxy um, sort of middleware and it will then forward any students who have a certain ID 
onto the second service, onto the second node process. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds hairy. It is. You nailed it. It sounds really hairy. It's dicey. No, you're right. It was dicey. I was like, I think this works. I was like, thank God. But then the problem was the night before it stopped working. It wasn't working consistently. And I, I have to say, I'm a little phasey on what day, what happened. Cause I didn't sleep. So I think my, 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 my memory is a little fragmented, but I remember telling Chris, I'm like, dude, I apologize, but you're not going to use a system today. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. I, you know, I got some other stuff I can do anyway. And so I was like, oh, thank God. Cause that, the kids couldn't even get to the old site through the proxy. So the proxy stopped working. It was working and then it just wasn't working anymore. And I don't even know what I changed because I don't think I changed anything. So then I'm like, then I'm like, you know, the next day the system is up, there are bugs and stuff and I'm kind of fixing them, you know, and, and then I'm like, I got to get this other thing back up, not only for Chris, but my content team, they can't even work. I took them down for an entire night. My night for me is their day. So the entire content team is basically sitting on their hands. So I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up the .com site. Cause all this is running on the mathacademy.us site. And so I'm going to set up a, spin up a server, move the .com over, set up the SSL, move everything over to that. And so in one day I did all that. Well, actually I, I with the help of Nick, who's my sysadmin, I'm like, dude, we gotta, I gotta make this happen in like a matter of hours. And so he's like, all right, no problem. And so we, he went and cloned the the EC2 instance or image or whatever, got that up and we moved everything over. And then by like five or six o'clock that evening, we had the .com up. And so anybody, so then I sent an email, I said, all right, anybody who's on the new system, go to .com, not the US. .com, not .us, <laughs> right? Mm. Inevitably, there's some kids who are like, they still can't log in. I'm like, are they not .us? Oh yeah, they are. .com, <laughs> right? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got everything moved over to that way. And then I could get, um, Chris, the, who's the instructor in the content team back up on the .us site. So. And, but that's sharing a database. Yeah. Everything goes in the same RDS. Um, okay. Uh, RDS. The, 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 uh, Amazon's, you know, cloud MySQL thing. So. so I mean, this fun. is really the, the absolute classic of flying the airplane and building it at the same time. Oh. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. You're coming in for landing and you're I'm like, a, I'm a, you're putting, you're, you're plugging in the wheels, you're docking, putting on the man. landing. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. And so, yeah. Okay. So I, I guess, I guess I'll, I, I should talk a little bit about, so we got, so we got the system up and immediately we start getting some, you know, aside from frustration about some bugs, cause I'm getting blasted with bugs. The kids are excited about it. Right. We got the, they got the, the points, the XP experience points, XP. They got the, so, so rather than doing a daily assignment, there are a list of, um, of, uh, learning tasks that a student can do, right? There are five available at any time. They pick one and it has like, this is worth six AP or 15 XP or whatever, right? If a review or a lesson or something, and they can go do it. And depending on how well they do, they get so much XP. If they do a perfect job, they'll get, not only get the full XP points, they get like the, um, bonus points. If you do kind of a middling job, you'll get partial credit. If you do a crappy job, you'll get no points. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Right. And then there is, um, and then we have a whole belt system, like a karate belt system from white belt mm. to seventh degree black belt. Um, and like a first degree black belt would be like bastering all the course material to get to a seventh degree. You basically have to do about two and a half times the amount of work to, to complete the school year. So we set this really high ceiling so that kids could be going immediately working on the next year's material. Does that, yeah. Do you, you posted that on Twitter, right? Um, I never, an earlier version of it. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah but yeah. So, 
then, um, and then there's a leaderboard. So there's like an overall and a weekly leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the kids immediately started, you know, getting really excited about all that and battle math. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was a little hard for me to concentrate too much on it. I mean, one mom immediately complained within it. Like, I was like, I was like, I was going to make it so that they put an alias up there. So they don't use a real name or that they could opt out of it or something like that. But I was so pressed for time. I just put everyone on it. Right. Yeah. It's the first couple of days. Like nobody has any points anyway. Like who cares? Immediately I get an email from an angry mom. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> think this is a great thing to do. And the kids are going to feel bad, but they're not, you know, I'm like, oh God, you know, like, come on. And so I then I have to go and fix that. But the leaderboard is working because kids start going nuts doing math, like racing to get how many points they can do. And That's awesome. I hear from like one um one dad, he's a friend of mine. He goes, Yeah, he's like, so he's like, so Andrew got on and he did his 50 points. Cause we, we have like a daily goal, 50, 50, 50 XP per day, which is roughly equivalent to maybe an hour, hour fifteen of work mm. um so you know because you'd, you'd probably do 40 to 50 minutes depending on the day 45 minutes in class and then maybe go home and you do 15 to 30 minutes at home which seems like a really good reason a lot of work um so he says his son andrew does 50 points and then they see this other kid who did like 152 and they're like what that kid already did 152 points that guy is crazy right what is he thinking? And so, and so my friend, he leaves and he comes back a few hours later and then Andrew has like 157. <laughs> oh man. And he's like, cool. what happened? He's like, yeah, I just couldn't live with it. But are they still, but, but with, with, when they're doing that gamification, it, is it having any impact on the, I mean, I guess it's too early to tell, but does it stop them from learning? Like, are they just trying to get through it and not, it's not soaking in or you is cannot, that impossible? You do not get points unless you were successful at the problems and you can't be successful at the problems unless you learn it. Okay. There's no way around it. There's no, just, I just did it. You do a crappy job, you don't get any points. So the only way you're getting points, well, one thing we really had to do is align the gamification with the activity and the results that we wanted. I only am giving points out for when you do, when you are successful at completing tasks and you can't just kind of half-ass your way and still get get very many points. You're going to have to at least do pretty well to get any points. That's tough. I mean, I think that's the thing that, you know, that, most uh, learning platforms haven't been able to figure out. Yeah. Well, anyway, the thing is, is that it was funny. So I was talking to, so Justin teaches a sixth and an eighth grade class. And he said that, like, I think because of the pandemic, you know, uh, you know, they, kids hadn't really been in school in a year and a half. Right. Yeah. And some of these kids really dialed out, like they did not work very hard for the past year and a half. And the instructor that they had is a little on the nicer side. So I think they kind of got away with not really doing much and not doing what they should have been doing. And, you know, and the directive from the school and the district was like, look, you can't be too hard on these kids because it's the pandemic, right? Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? So, so, yeah, so he came in and it's like, these, so he had these kids who basically, well, the eighth grade in particular, the sixth graders were, were brand new, right? They're all excited about Math Academy because they're just coming into middle school in the program. But the eighth graders were like, like to the idea that they were gonna have to do any work just stressed them out. And also the reality, the realization that they, that they forgot a lot. Like, I think they understood that they didn't know 
that they had forgotten a lot of math because they hadn't done much in a year and a half and that mm. they were going to, and that they aren't calculus. Now they were going to be held to account and that you got to get, get serious. And a couple of kids were talking about, we're going to drop. And one girl literally broke down crying at the stress of the idea of just having to do work, you mm -hmm. know, like all of a sudden they found themselves in a situation where like, oh my God, like I have to do real work. And I don't even know if I know I can do this. And so, but then on Friday he comes, he says, you know, and he's, he, cause he had, he was another, like one of our nights where we, we, we didn't sleep. And he said, here, I'll, I'll, I think I'll read it to you. He, this was, it's kind of, I'd probably, um, probably easier to, um, he goes, so this is 1145 on Friday. He goes, eighth grade class has totally transformed into a studious group. It's so weird. They're getting excited about doing the work and they're generally having a lot of fun. The system is really working. That's awesome. And I go, I say, nice. I go, nice. And he goes, even blank and the rest of the knuckleheads are changing their ways. There are a few kids who are like kind of playing dumb and really just trying to play video games when they, when this back is turned, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I go, that almost seems unbelievable. I go, he goes, I am still having a hard time processing it. I, 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 um, he says, blank asked me for help twice and got help from a classmate who actually knew what he was doing twice. <laughs> and, um, so, um, yeah. Anyway. So even, so even the kids, so the kids you're talking about who, who didn't want to do it, who weren't up for doing any work, who were even crying about it, they, they got on the system. And the system sort of auto-diagnosed them to the right place. That's right. And then it's because it diagnoses them to the right place that it's not pushing them too hard. And then it's gradually pulling them up from there. I think that in combination with just the, the gamification, it's fun. They start all start talking trash. And the guy's like, I'm only like, you know, 50 points behind the guy on the leaderboard. I'm going to knock that guy off. And they're all like joking. Like, I'm going to, when guys, they're all like, I got to, they're, they're like getting excited about their streaks. And they're like you know, they're getting on the leaderboard. And one guy's like, guys, go, one guy goes, or one student, I don't know if it's a guy, right? Goes, can we, um, he's like, so do, are we supposed to do homework over the weekend? Or he's like, no, no, that's just 50 points a day on the school. He's like, he's like, and the guy goes, well, can we? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you can do work on the weekend. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I might do something, catch up, knock that guy off the leaderboard and stuff. And so they're- How, I, I want to try and understand, how does the beta test fit in with- the district, because what you're talking about now is the district stuff, right? Yeah, the beta the test thing? kids are, are, are in there as well. They're on the leaderboard and everything. It's almost like they're in the same class in a way. So what I did is I created a league for each course that starts, that's starting at approximately the same time. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. then I say, okay, well, anybody who started calculus in and around the state, they're on the same league, right? You could start a few weeks late, maybe catch up, whatever. And, um, so I just throw them in and that motivated those kids too. the kids who were homeschooled and else? they're like, wait a minute, there's all these kids. Right. And there's this guy breaking away, you know, like there's one kid who already has almost a thousand points. And how just are the homeschool? A thousand points. Five days a week, it's 250. He's done a month <laughs> worth of work in five days. Well, that's insane. I, I just and he's like, not the only one. There are three other kids, eight hundred. They're like it's like a it's like the Tour of France. You these guys doing a but breakaway. I, but I'm finding it hard to believe that the, the see this is this is the thing that you're going to have to somehow I don't know prove. I'm finding it hard to believe that the information's sticking if they're going that fast. But that's just my own bias, like my own, you know. Yeah, it's well, it is. I mean, you Justin, you can't pass these questions unless you can answer. We 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 don't. There's you can't just like I mean, how are you going to get them correct? 
how can you correct if you don't know how to, how, how, how to solve them? Yeah, no, it's just, right. Yeah, it's, it's just not it, possible. It, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. so what I really want to know is like the, the homeschool kids, um, against the other kids, like how, how is that working out? Like are, are the homeschool kids also interested in the, because I guess all they have is the, the numbers on the screen and the, and their experience. Go have the numbers so on the screen. What, they, they, they see kind of the same things as the other kids. I think, well, look, there's a bunch of, there's a, okay. I mean, I don't know how many kids are 12 or something kids at this point so far. Who In the beta? The so beta. far. So far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be onboarding a bunch next week as well. But, um, you know, I mean, I've heard from a few parents and they're like, they're really into it. And, you know, they're, they're on the board, uh, you know, different, different positions on the board. I mean, a couple of kids start a little late because some of the bugs and, and they end up and like when you're in the classroom, the kids will work around the bugs, even if it's kind of like, I can't work on this lesson or that lesson. They're home. Their mom is like, Hey, just Jason said he's running issues. Why don't you just hold off a day or two. Right. So a couple of those kids are probably a little, uh, you know, a little lower on the board than they would be otherwise. But, um, well, well- What's the demo like? So what, do, you, do you have the kid and the parent on? No, the no, demo? no, no, no. So, so what happens is it's, is, um, so Sandy sets up a, 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 a meeting, a Zoom session, right? We go in there and I basically start off and I say, so, you know, first of all, you know, how did you hear about us? And tell me a little bit about your situation and, you know, what you're, you know, why you're interested in Math Academy in the meeting. You know, I listen to, like, you know, some cases the kid is in school, in some cases the kid's at home schools, and some it's just a, it's a supplementary thing or whatever, right? And um, I'll sit there with a the parent and we'll, you know, we just kind of, I'll listen to their sort of, you know, what's their situation? Like, why are they interested in this? Like, what have they done mm-hmm. in the past? Have they taken other courses? Have they worked with tutors? Have they done, gone to learning centers? Have they done, you know, some other online stuff. Like it's just, you know, and, and then why, why do they feel like they need to do something else? Cause I'm trying to understand the market. Right. And I'm trying yeah. to understand that. How do I bet, you know, I'm trying to see if this is a fit for them. I don't want to bring someone on if it's not the right thing for them. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, then we spend a lot of time just talking about math education and the schools and their experience. And then, you know, kind of talk a little bit about math Academy and the philosophy that we have and the pedagogy. And then we talk about, you know, the system. And then I go in and, you know, we do like a 15 minutes of just walking, you know, talk. I mean, it's pretty, still pretty basic and raw. So it's not a, you know, a ton to see. I mean, they get yeah. it pretty quickly. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then they're, I think I've closed every single one so far. And the other one's just pending just thinking what about does closed mean so so they're they're they're, they're paying are they what, what's yeah the... so they're like they're like and so typically what happens is like so okay so what do we what do i do and i said all right well as soon as you get off the phone i'll send you a uh, i'll send you a link to the woofu form that uh, sandy set up and you just go in there and it's 39 dollars a month for the you know for the beta and you can cancel at any time and if the first month you decide it's you don't know, like it or it's not useful we'll give you your money back no big deal and um just let me know you know when you want to get started and um and they, so they go out to fill the form and they just say when they want the start date and they give the, the name of their kid and their email, their email. And uh, you know, so you've closed course. 10 of those? Yeah, all but one. And one guy was just like, he, he, it was because he wanted to think about it in terms of the time he wants to start, where he wants to start. Cause that his son was taking like an art of problem solving course, like a pre-algebra art of problem solving. And then they have some online course at home and he wants to, as soon as he wants to wait for the art of problem solving course to end at the end of september and then start everybody else was like i want to start right now how does it feel to be making 390 bucks a month <laughs> i think it's actually more i think we had like 12 but um 
Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's a drop in the bucket, but you know, we're clearing the first 10 paying users, right? You got 10 paying users and then you shoot for a hundred, right? That's fantastic. And my goal at this point is not to grow. My point and my goal at this point is to build something that our users think is awesome. Get better. Yeah. Right. So, and, so it's just sort of like a wind up. So you, you like winding up. And then you're going to do a big launch, a big splash, and it's going to be ready for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it'll ever be a big launch. I mean, I'm kind of doing the the superhuman approach. Remember that email client we talked about and mm -hmm. how they did yeah. that whole yeah. product market fit thing? So he onboarded the first 200 users personally. Mm. And I said, maybe I'll do something like that. And Sandy was like, I don't know if you should do that many. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I've done, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the thing is that talking to people is one of my strengths. I enjoy it. Um, I think I'm able to pull them on to, into our story and on our team, right? They get really excited. They're like, oh, this sounds great. And they're like supportive and like, oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. I'm like, look, I just let you know, like, we're still putting up the drywall. And like, if you're cool with that, just worry. They're like, oh no, no, I totally understand. Totally get it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'll, you know, just, I want to, I want to keep in contact. I want you guys to tell me anything you like or don't like, and, you know, be responsive if there are any bugs. And, you know, so they're kind of like, get really into it. And I think. I think that's the way to do it initially is that's awesome. You know, I don't know if we'll have a beta of 20 people or 50 people or 150, uh, you know, right now we're getting like three new people per day are signing up. I'm not doing any marketing or anything. So that's great. Are you going to, so will you communicate with them by email or are you going to bring them all into a Slack group? What sort of oh, thing? Jesus, Slack group. No, these people are not technical. Okay. These are, these are normal people. They're not, coders or entrepreneurs or normal people use slack my mom uses slack she's 75 yeah probably because you you got her going on it no not at all really? i just i just found out yeah slack is very 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 popular yeah very uh no i just i just do email i yeah. just email okay. for now i mean maybe at some point i could set something up but um right now it's just uh, just an email but you know what, what we had to do though is because it, after like six or seven of these i was like i told sandy i'm like i don't I can't keep track of this. Like, I don't know who, right. who did I, who did I say <laughs> what to and what's going on? And so we were looking for like some kind of like, you know, simple, simple CRM to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, that makes sense. And so I initially had her look at streak, which I had heard about. I, I listened to an interview. It looked really cool, but she was like, yeah, it's kind of expensive. And there seems like a lot of stuff in there that's just overly complicated that we don't need. So we did something called big in, which is like from Zoho. Have you heard of that? Yeah, uh, I've I've heard of Zoho, but not big in. Yeah, I she found it, and I was like, you know, after after looking around, and you know, she spent a little time learning how to use it, and she set everything up, and so now we have this sort of like pipeline, right? It's almost like Trello cards, and they move from one mm. stage to the next, and you know, you can have all kind of different activities and detail that you know, so a workflow built around that, but it's kind of has that a Trello cool. card kind of approach, which you know, it is very easy to understand and nice visually. So, um, yeah, so I think for the time being, we're going to continue to do this where I'm like, I'll just onboard one to two people a day until either that runs out until it just slows down and we get no more or, you know, whatever, I'll just keep doing it while we're, while I'm fine to, you know, like fixing bugs and getting this sort of core features, you know, everything completely fleshed out and working and then i'll build on sort of the the formal you know more of the um 
more of the UI stuff for like parents so they can go in and, and see things and adjust things. Because right now there's no way for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and at some point, I don't know what I'll do it in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months, I'll, you know, I'll start writing some blog posts and hacker news and try and get, you know, another chunk of people in. But I think, you know, Sam Altman, who used to run Y Combinator said it, you know, great. I mean, a lot, I mean, this has been said different ways by different people, but it's like, it's better to have 10 people who love it than a million people who like it. Yeah. And that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but the point is well taken. It's like you know, don't worry about getting a bunch of users on until you really nail the product experience and the people are, 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 are truly in love with it, you know, because the more people you have, the more of your bandwidth it takes just to service them and to just, you know, support that. Right. Yeah. And, and, so you know, and you can't change stuff as quickly, but if you have a small number of people, you can just, you can keep be rapidly change stuff in response to what is or is not working. Um, so, I mean, right now it's sort of informal. I mean, I'm just trying to put every, all the pieces together until, I mean, I, there's, there's everything I need to do. It doesn't require like surveys. Like I know what needs to be there, right? It's not even a question. I mean, I'm already responsive to like what, you know, what everybody's asking for. Um, but once I get to a point where it's starting to stabilize and it's like, okay, this is, this is, we got most of the big pieces in place. Everything's working well. The UI's clean, da, da, da. Then I'll, then I'll do sort of that product market fit iteration cycle that superhuman, you know, uh, that, uh, Rahul from superhuman wrote about when we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, weeks ago, which is, you know, you send the product market fitting survey and yes, you, you know, if you could no longer use a product, would you be very disappointed, somewhat disappointed or not disappointed? You know, you know, what are your primary benefit? Uh, if, you know, if you, if they don't, if they're not, I fall in the group where they are somewhat disappointed, not very disappointed, like what is it, what's whole, you know, essentially like, what could they do better? You know, basically you do that kind of stuff. You do some cohort analysis, some analysis and segmentation and you, um, do you iterate on that. Do you recommend that um, any texting listener like Mark, um, who, who I, you know, Mark who, who comments every, every show, um, he would be really interested in doing uh, Math Academy. But do you, do you think that it's not quite at the place for a texting listener like that to do Math Academy? No, in or? fact, I had three texting listeners sign up. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, um, uh, let me see. I got the names right here. I'll, I mean, I'll, well, so close this down and get my deal. Where are, where is this? I'm sorry. I'm just looking through. So we got, um, so Kevin Riggan, who has been a, a listener for a long time. He came and helped us with Catalyst one time, if you remember. Mm. I don't know if yeah. you remember him. Um, he's moved to Hawaii and, his daughter's in like sixth grade and he's like, oh man, I've been thinking about math Kenny for a long time. I just want to, you know, and so he signed him up and then, um, Brian, uh, Ben Kelly, his, his son, I think is in about the sixth grade. And, and then, um, and then there was, uh, I believe it was, I think it was, um, yeah, Nate who, um, who uh, is interested in doing like a machine learning, a math for machine learning course. Mm-hmm. So he wants to take it himself. So we're going to put together, um, yeah, yeah, a math for machine learning course. So it would basically be all the statistics and linear algebra and multivariate calculus and calculus that you need to be able to go from say high, you know, there's a, there's a lot of math that's, that's above the high school level. It's not, it's not, you wouldn't have to be a full math, uh, full on math major or something to do like the machine learning stuff, but you have to have like a, you know, 
there's a couple of years worth of courses you would take at the university level, but we can streamline that probably into a year or less. And um, we're going to put like... So like, you know, okay, so uh, who who would be a, a really good fit then as a texting listener? Like who would you recommend to, to come and join the beta? So I think Just, the ideal yeah. thing, at least what we're seeing right now, is if you have a kid who's like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, who's like bored, it's like their school, their, their math is like kind of a joke for them. You know, it's like, which it is for a lot of them, right? Because, mm. you know, they teach it, they teach it like the 30th percentile, so they don't lose, you know, most of the class. And so the kids at the top 10% are kind of like, this is so dumb, right? And the kids at the top 5% are really bored. And so some of those kid, parents have tried to do things like, you know, different types of tutoring or different types of classes and stuff. But a lot of it's kind of expensive and it's kind of a pain. A lot of it isn't that well done. And so... Uh, math academy, this gamified, self-paced, plug-and-play system where their kids can can do have like a world-class math education. You know, this is like a for the for them it's a godsend. So if you ever either have a kid who's homeschooled or a kid who's like you know their math is a joke, so it doesn't take any work at home, and you're sit, and you're kind of like depressed watching your kid not learn into math or not learn real math because you've because mm-hmm. after them being home for the pandemic, you actually sat down and got more insight into it, and you were appalled at how little they were learning. You're like, oh my God, this is terrible. You know, which is like the same conversation I've had with every single parent. They're just like, oh my God, it is just, it is a mm-hmm. dead zone, you know, at least these middle school math classes. And so, um, but, you know, if your kid is learning calculus, I mean, we've had, th- we're three for three. The three kids who've done calculus completely on their own have all gotten perfect scores on it. If you're a, um, you know, I mean, if you want to do linear algebra or multiple calculus or you want to do math and machine learning. So if you're, I think that's a whole separate group who's like, you know, wants to do that so, option. So it's, it's, it's built specifically for, for kids. No, um, no, Justin. Okay. No, you keep no. saying, you've said that a number of times. It's not. Okay. It's it, not. It, absolutely okay. not. It is. That's why I just, I want you to just, to just clarify that. No, yeah. no. It is, um, it is, it is a, accessible. And it, and it works great for kids who are fifth, sixth grade, but it's also looks great for, you know, people who are adults. It, I, it's not like kiddish or something like that, right? I mean, okay. think of Duolingo. I mean, Duolingo would be the closest example. Duolingo yeah. is not meant for kids. Kids use it, but way more adults use it. I mean, it's in, the, in, in, in Duolingo is much more goofy, you know, than, than Math Academy. Um, they have, they have points and, and badges and things like that. And, um, and it, it works. It doesn't matter what age you are. The stuff still works. It's still fun. So an adult coming in ends up on the school board no, against the kids? No, no. no? Well, okay. uh, I haven't, I haven't even set up a, um, a course for like the machine. Let's say they want to do a machine learning thing. I mean, if you're taking calculus, for instance, you'd just be up against anybody taking calculus. You started at the same time. It's the same with Duolingo. If you're learning French... Who cares if it's a fifteen year old or a fifty year old, right? Right, right. It doesn't make any difference, you know. And the same is same for math. Um, you know, you just it's just fun that there's a lot of people you're competing against, and you're like, oh man, that dude keeps passing me up. I'm gonna kick his butt tonight. You know, it's like whatever. It's just, you know, doesn't matter. So, it, is it ready for someone like me who basically has very little math and just to go in there and start right from the beginning and work up, or is it is it not quite at that level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. I mean, I probably would. Um, so the question is, like, if I recall, you were struggling with even basic fractions, right? You never learned your fractions? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just like a super, super beginner. <laughs> so yeah, but, even, but I've always wanted to get into math. So our, 
are the course that I'm starting everybody with all these incoming kids is our sixth grade math academy course, which is called uh, Integrated Math One Two Accelerated, and it um it basically assumes that you know you know your fraction arithmetic and your decimals and ratios, basically what you learn in fifth grade. Right in sixth grade, it starts with like literally the arithmetic of negative numbers. What's a variable? But by winter break, they'll practically be they'll be solving equations. They might even be doing solving quadratic equations. And by the end of the year, they'll know um, most of you know all of algebra one, some more advanced algebra plus they'll know and geometry plus they'll know the unit circle and trigonometry. So they'll be real. You'll be really far into it after one year. It's our zero to hero class. But luckily, you know. Most kids are coming into this. I mean, you wouldn't be coming into this if you didn't know fractions. If you don't know fractions, that's like, you know, um, that's either a situation like you're in where you just, school just was a blowout for you or they their their kids are just not really strong in math. Right. Got it. So that, so I, I might just need to do some foundational stuff before. Well, I, the system would work for you. I would just double check. I just want to have to double check and make sure our fraction stuff is all in line. I mean, that's the only thing is the fifth grade stuff. Um, I just would, I just want to double check and see if, if all that curriculum is, is there. So if you, if you, if you came in, see, the problem is we'd have to assess below our lowest level in that sequence. So I just have to, you know, might just take sure. it. Well, no rush. I mean, I, yeah. I know I've always been like <laughs> one of the exceptions in this way, in that kind of a way. So no yeah. rush. But the thing about yeah. math academies is this is a, this is math academy is serious business. So it isn't like I'm going to go and mess around a couple of days a week. This is. Every day. Now, yeah. you can go at a slower pace, but it's meant to be done every day. If you're not going to do it every day, I just said, don't do it. And that's what I tell families. I said, it's, it's just not, if you just kind of go every once in a while, my kid wants to do it. I just, I would assume, not, I'd rather not have them do it because it's, it's, that's going to be a fail. You do not make progress doing that. You only make progress doing stuff every day. Now, you don't have to do an hour every day. You could do like a half hour a day or something, but it needs to be, you should be doing it five days a week. Four no, minimum. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually super excited about it, but I want to do, I want to do it once I feel, um, I have the luxury to do something like that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll need to nail my own business a little bit more before See, I. See, that's kind of what get I'm getting at. It. Like if you count on yeah. and you, and you messed around yeah. on it for two or three days and then touch yeah. it for two weeks, I'd be like, that's, that's, it's like going to the gym. It's like. No, I don't even, I don't yeah. even want to get started unless I've, unless I'm in the absolute right mind space. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anyway, I think despite the the you know the bumpy start um i think we i think we really i think we're really onto something the kids are really really enjoying it um that's awesome the parents are really excited about it the instructors are like they're like yeah they're getting really excited about it um you know because all of a sudden you're taking kids from like oh i have another assignment to do and it, it's hard now they're all just now it's turned it around to whether they're having they're having more they don't feel it as work there it's more like a game and uh, just just like you'd hope the gamification work, but people misapply it all the time. They don't do a very good job implementing it, and everybody thinks it's like stupid. But if you if you implement it the right way and you make the gamification like integral, like that's what it is, as opposed to something that you just get these random points for something you're not even sure what it's about. You know? Yeah. You got to make it. You got to. It has to be fully integrated. And it's like the belt system, the karate belt system. Like every on the leaderboard, it has your belt next to you, right? So it's like, man, that guy's got <laughs> a yellow cool. belt already. Man, I get my yellow belt, right? <laughs> like you get the mimetic desire going, right? Like, man, everybody's a red belt. I'm still a green belt. It sucks, man. I got to hurry up, you know? <laughs> you just like, and like, you know, by design, right? It's like you want, you, it's like, you, I'm applying the dark arts, but it's for a good cause, you know? 
Is the belt um, sort of modeled on the, the Math Academy logo a little bit? No, but it's funny because it does look a little bit like it. When I looked at it, I'm like, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should kind of mix the two in some way. But um, yeah, is that to remind you of it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. When this I was is... looking at it too, I was like, yeah, it kind of does. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I would, I'm a big fan of like the way the karate belt system work. I always thought that was really cool when I was, you know, growing up. And it, 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 it's, it really, it, it, it's a really, it was the first real, or one of the first real like, real world implementations of gamification like people if they didn't have belts in karate i don't think you'd have nearly uptake in it mm -hmm. like if you just went and did karate and just like oh i just do karate and you don't yeah, have a belt exactly. it's like okay well, yeah how good are you i don't know i've been doing it for a couple of years it's like <laughs> i'm pretty good i guess i mean it just doesn't but 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 having the belts it's like you always have this you know this next thing to shoot for and it's just high it's just it's fun and it's just and i think you know so initially i was just going to do levels and i said you know i need something that has more emotional impact you know something that's visual and then i started thinking of the karate belt because years ago i did this summer i taught the summer course the uh, uh for at the 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 pasadena summer thing and um i was expecting to have um a bunch of incoming sort of future math academy students because that's kind of how we build it and the brochure and i ended up getting a class of 22 kids maybe two were like few, two or three were future math academy everybody else was like a mix of kind of good to not good at all at math and i was like how am i gonna teach how am i gonna teach this course right because everybody is at a different level and only that some kids didn't want to be there and so what i did is i broke it up into um i came back after the second day i said all right here's the plan I'm going to create a belt system. I'm going to, I'm going to say, okay, here are the things you have to do to get to yellow belt, to, to green, orange belt, to green belt. And you have to go all these sort of sub levels and then you qualify by passing a little challenge test. And then you go to the next level and then you get a name on the board and, and then everybody's working constantly trying to get to the next belt level. And it was like, it was like, I was like this orchestra was just going, everybody's working at the level they needed to work at. And I was well, like, that's the way to do it. You know, what's cool about it and the visual that, that you showed, you shared on Twitter, and I'm sure that it hasn't uh, changed too much since then, um, is that it's, it's gamification, but it's, 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 it's not too cartoony. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, so it's not too completely boring mm -hmm. on, on the one end. Like you've just managed to find exactly the right mix where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's gamification, but it's kind of cool gamification in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is another difference. I, I think any of the the kids sort of educational i know it's not kids but any of the systems that i've seen that have gamification in they're, they're just kind of too cartoony with gems and things like that yeah they make it a little too just, yeah. make it a little too yeah. goofy i mean yeah. even even uh, i mean but i don't know you could get away with that i mean duolingo is goofy like that and the adults like it yeah you know so i don't know i mean uh i i don't i want it to be somewhat fun like i don't want it to be boring i don't want to look accounting software yeah right yeah. but i also don't want it to look like a like a circus it's like how do you find this right level of sort it's of a fine line yeah it's, yeah it's a tightrope and what i've decided i'm just doing it myself and because we're iterating so fast and and it's sort of evolving as a product and then later i can bring in a designer and we could do it you know a refresh or whatever but i just it's too early to bring a designer and the thing is i just don't i'm not skilled enough to get too cute right it's like, yeah. I got to keep it relatively simple because that's the only way that I can fake people into thinking the design isn't terrible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing exactly the same thing. Like I, 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 
ultimately I want to have a proper designer come and do, you know, come and redo it. Mm -hmm. Um, but just sort of building it to try and look at least somewhat. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, um, I, I think it's, it's so much faster because I just sit there and iterate and iterate and throughout the day because mm-hmm. like the, you know, there's back end issues and front end issues and the UI and like, oh, you know, if I could do this and it's like a team of, if you had like a team of seven people, it's like, well, I got the database guys and the back end people and the designers and the front end, the UX people. And you had to get them all on the same page about any change and what are all the thing. I mean, I, I, I have that conversation in my head in 30 seconds and it's done. And then I implement it just like you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't want to scale up too fast because it just slows things down. In a lot of ways. But I don't even know, like, sometimes, <clears throat> should it be a pop-up? Should it be a page? You know, I, like, I, it, it just sort of, you have to sort of just feel what the interaction's like. That's right. And and then you can sort of make a decision afterwards, yeah, yeah, this should be a pop-up. I mean, look, And so if you just got someone to design it, that you wouldn't know how, they wouldn't know how to design the interaction. It's true, too, but also it's just like, the thing's evolving so quickly and, you know, tr- you know, you go designer and then they're going to turn something around in three or four days. You're like, man, like, you change your mind like an hour later. Right. Yeah. You're like, ah, you know, well, you know, I think I said, to you, well, we're going to do things differently. Um, it's just, it's just too, uh, is, I don't know. I found it conf- frustratingly like confining and slow. And, and then I was like, didn't want to hurt the designer's feelings. So it's like, I'd feel bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's right. like, damn it. I don't want to feel bad. This is not what I want. You know, I want to do something else. And I'm just going to, I don't even know what I want. I want to change stuff. I'm going to play with stuff. And, you know, I, I, I do probably a lot of people do is I look at lots of different websites and I kind of take screenshots of different types of things. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of a cool way of doing this. Just give me some ideas. Mm. And then I go and I try different combinations of things. Ah, that looks like crap or that looks cool. And I think it looks cool for an hour and I come back and I'm like, nah, it looks stupid when I'm thinking of it. You know, and, and then you start using it and then you're like, if it doesn't annoy you and it seems pretty fast and that's probably pretty yeah. good. If it yeah. annoys you or it's slow or it's just like, I can't see everything I want to see, then that's bad. And yeah. so I don't know. I, I, I just iterate like crazy. I just try lots of stuff. And then I, then I finally, you get to something you're like, you know what? That actually looks pretty good. I like, I like it. And then, then, then that's, you're probably 80% of the way there. Right. If you can, as like you and I are both like, I would say like, we would be, if we were among designers, we would be crap, but among not, mm-hmm. not designers, we're pretty damn good. Yeah, right. right exactly. Or right in that's that a great spot. way to put it. <laughs> right? You put me around, you, 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 you put me among a bunch of not, of a coders and I'm like a designing God. You put me a bunch of designers and they'd be like, dude, look at that idiot. Like, he <laughs> yeah. do it. it. But, but we're right in that area where we, we, if we fight with it enough or we iterate, we can get to like that 80% solution, which is enough to help you evolve the product. You're not held, it's not holding anything up. It looks pretty good. And then you go, you can later come on when things kind of settle in and it is what it is, then you can be a designer and they could say, hey, let's, let's bring a more uniform, more uniformity to the fonts, the spectrum of fonts you're using or this and that. And you're like, yeah, sure. You know, so Arial is not cool. They're like, no. <laughs> like, okay. Right. I mean, you go, you go to the next level. That's, that's sort of my philosophy on it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, cool. anyway, so that's, that's, uh, well, congrats, man. Thanks. I'm so thanks. glad that you got it out the door. It's like, yes. Oh, thanks. Well, hopefully very, within, very cool. you know, let's see. So I'm trying to think, I, I mean, I think the thing will be looking pretty, I'll be in pretty good shape in another four to six weeks. I think it'll be pretty, it'll be looking pretty good. A lot of the stuff, because I'm, we're knocking out 
some of the last bugs and actually cleaning up some bad data that was generated by some of those bugs. And once I get all the rest of that cleaned out today, then I can actually start iterating on the features, which so I want to do. like six weeks ready for something like a product hunt launch or six weeks ready for a couple of blog posts? I don't know the difference. What's the difference? Well, the difference is, is if you, if you nail a product hunt launch, you're going to have like, you know, a, a, a significant amount of people looking for new product coming See, to the site. I, like, I just like, don't know if that would be really the right. I don't know how many of those people are like looking for math education for like, I mean... Those people are looking for like collaboration software and if some message. I mean, I just also like, like a lot of looky loos. Uh, yeah, looky loos. Like, there, there would be, but still, you would, you would peel off some of those into actual customers. Yeah, maybe. I, I think the hacker news would go better because anytime you see anything on math, it's like always really high. Like they just yeah. love math, right? Hacker news would be great. And there's been a few math learning things that popped up were really kind of crap. And people are like, well, this is amazing. I'm like, wow, you think that's amazing? Okay. Um, yeah. And so you have to, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to nail those marketing pages, mm -hmm. um, you know, to really, because some of the things that we've been talking about, like, you know, my impression of it uh, for kids, but it's not for kids. And so somehow you're just going to have to get the marketing pages to it, just explain its value proposition really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, like I said, there's different, there's different, there's different, there's different groups. You know, so the question is how much do we want to advertise, you know, or do we want to just, or do we just want to focus it on, you know, homeschool gifted, you know, because I think that's the core market. That's the, that's like a burning need, right? Yeah. Like the, I yeah. want to learn math for machine learning is like probably more of a nice to have for a lot of people. I and mean, there's yeah. a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of adult coders who want to get into there. He's like, yeah, I'd pay $39 to get up to speed other, because I want to do that stuff. So there probably is a need there. Um, I don't know if there's, you know, a hundred people out there like that or 5,000 people out there like that. I don't know, or maybe more, but the number of homeschool and gifted people who are looking for something that's like a plug and play solution that fits in their life and they don't have to be driven around to classes and all this stuff. Um, I think that's a, that's, that's a lot, that's a big market. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so we'll see. Sure. So you want to hear about uh, morning brief? Yeah, let's let's hear the uh, let's hear the latest. What's what's going on? Yeah, well, um, there was a pretty big update uh, that I would have had over the last couple of weeks, but now we've um, so if if we had spoken two weeks ago, it might be uh, maybe a more uh, pressing time for the update. Okay, but now we've now we've gone through. I've we've sort of had more realizations and more learnings. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I'll, so uh, the last time uh, we spoke, um, we were just about to do the free trial or I was in the middle of the free trial. Mm -hmm. So this is basically where we put free trial, people can try it for a week and, um, you know, see what they think. Mm -hmm. So I sent, the, set it all up, got all the code working. And I also cr built a quick little stat system so that I could track people and look at the funnels um, where people got to, you know, from, from like, clicking on the email to getting to the website, um, all the way down to signing up for the free trial. So that was, in, that was interesting in its own right. Mm -hmm. Um, the, basically the funnel, uh, system. And I, I know that, uh, even from the very first time we went to microconf, uh, I believe Hitton was talking, Hitton Shah was talking about funnels at that point mm -hmm. and cohorts and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, I just didn't get it. I did not get it. What did and you not only, get about it? I just, I just like, uh, it just, it just didn't grok it. It's like that. It's like when you, um, like when you're first learning about object oriented programming, you, you either, you don't get it 
and then you get it. <laughs> it's like, okay. I just didn't get it. I don't okay. know why. I don't know why. But having built the system and like sort of gone through it and looked at all the pages, it's like, oh, it makes so much sense. I understand it. Mm. Cohorts, funnels. Yes, that makes sense. Like I was, you know, back in the day, like when, when, you know, Heaton was talking about it, I was like, what, why do you even care about cohorts? It's, it just seems like a complicated word that essentially just means running a test on, on one group of people and then basically running a new test on another group of people. Right. Essentially. Yeah. So that was, um, that was interesting. And the results of the free trial were, I would say terrible would be a good word. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay yeah well what, what, what were the learnings what did you it was just it was just like a, a, like a gobsmacking eye-opener like about uh, a lot of different aspects of the product um well the first learning um i mean i'll I'll go through the learning so well one one of the things is that the, the 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 briefs that people signed up for for the free trial because i also added click tracking so i could see exactly you know, how much how many links were getting clicked or whatever and the the click tracking was very very low like mm -hmm. it was really bad um so the engagement with the email that we were sending out was just bad mm. and then i i emailed um a, the people who had signed up for the free trial and i was like well you know what what do you think and the response i got back from you know uh quite a few people and a couple of texting listeners was look i really love the idea of of morning brief like what you've been talking about how you've been selling it but the but the reality is very underwhelming uh, like the 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 links that it's sending me are just uh, i'm not it's just not interesting like i could get better stuff using my regular rss feeds right and um i was th this this wasn't I, this doesn't this did not make sense to me because the brief that I get every day is super interesting and I click a, a whole bunch of links and I'm interested in it and it's taken over from Hacker News for me. And Ben, who's a, you know, who's another texting listener, like he's clicking like seven links every time, you know, like he's super interested in. It. So this trying to understand like, what is the difference between these people and me and Ben? Like why, why is it working for us? And it's, it's just not working for them and they're not clicking it. Um, so I think the, like, so first of all, the categories that, that, that these guys are adding, you know, when they set their brief up are very broad. So they're doing something, you know, just really, really broad, like computers or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like broad categories that, that, so for example, my brief, the categories are like PHP, Laravel, Indie Hackers, Software as a Service. You know, Ben's brief is like AMD, Intel, NVIDIA central processing unit and so it's through the data that's that we're collecting on the system and the data that's being tagged there's there's like there's these different levels of granularity so there's there's broad topics which have like you know thousands of links a day link flow and then there's really specific topics like you know uh laravel objects that like might have two topics a month you know two links a month so it's it's like the system works really well if you find specific topics that that are both you know specific but have a a decent amount of link flow. Does that make sense? Yep. Right. So so like Laravel and PHP they they work well. But what's also interesting is is that Laravel doesn't have a link every day. It might have a link every you know two or three days. 
But because I've got like 30 different things like that in my brief, it basically is interesting because every day, you know, pluck something from Laravel one day, pluck something from software as a service another day. So therefore, it's just always interesting, you know? Um, and that so that that's one thing, like just this, I guess, uh, a general education of, of how to get people to, to use it. But I don't really think that that is the solution for us um, to build a better onboarding. Okay. You know? I think there's going to be uh, there's there's other solutions. So, um, okay. So, but so basically, the the point is is that there is really good stuff in the system, um, but it's just it's a new problem of of like how do people find that stuff? Uh, okay. So the mistakes. I'll go through the mistakes okay. that I think we've made. And um, by the way, just like jump in anytime because I don't just want to be doing a monologue. Okay. You know, like if there's anything interesting that you hear, right? right. So, so one of the one of the mistakes is um, boiling the ocean. So basically, the the entire product is essentially a boiling the ocean product, as, as has been uh, sort of released so far. So basically, the problems with boiling the ocean, and you know what I mean by that, right? Right. Well, boiling yeah. ocean, you're trying to do everything instead of focusing on one niche thing, but, or narrow, exactly. Narrow scope, yeah. So, yeah. So basically, you you get bad results from broad tags because we're just tagging everything. Right. Um, there's also a tyranny of choice during the onboarding process, right? which is quite problematic. So people sort of go through stuff, but they just eventually just sort of end up with generic tags. Right. But the other problem with boiling the ocean is it's hard for us to make sure that, that you know, the 150,000 topics that we follow <laughs> have good content. So, um, you know, the first thinking around this um, and we've we've had some iterations, so I'm just gonna I'm just historically going through what what we decided, and I'll let you know where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. But this was our first thinking: It's basically breaking the system into topic packs. So rather than even offering that hundred and fifty thousand tags, it was taking a stand back and actually going, okay, look, we we think that people are interested in startups, so we'll we'll create one topic pack about startups. So startup news, indie hackers, venture capital, stuff like that. We'll create another one around cryptocurrency. So therefore, we'll you know we'll really focus on DeFi, Bitcoin, um, the, the different aspects of cryptocurrency, different coins. Another one for internet marketing. And so basically, when when the idea being that when users come to the site, they don't see, oh, you know, I can just plug in any keyword. They just see like really just three things. We've just got three categories, mm -hmm. you know. So this is just a start in a very small way. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, so, go, yeah. Go well, on. I have a, I have a uh, suggestion slash request, or uh, I don't know, more of a suggestion. Um, the, in the form of a question. <laughs> Why not yeah. try and onboard them like I am, get to know them individually and try and really hone uh, down a perfect newsletter for your first 100, 200 users, but between you and Joe, really get to know them until once, because once you've nailed, like really nailed it for like 100 or 200 users, um, first of all, you'll know, you'll really have a better sense of how this thing needs to work or what it needs to deliver for people rather than this sort of like, well, we'll try this and see how this works. We'll try that. And so we're just like, just custom build it for them and say, okay, this is what this guy wants, right? And he's finally, after a few back and forth, he's like, yes, Justin, this is awesome. Like, okay, great, nailed that one. You do those. And then of course, what happens, the reason 
one of the reasons for doing this is not only is it saves you a lot of time from building stuff that you shouldn't maybe be building, um, it gives you it helps you really understand what they're what they're really looking for, but also they become super fans. And then they tell other people. So you want to delight them. So the way you delight them is say, look, I'm going to give you a white glove thing. I'm going to, whatever it takes, I'm going to give you a newsletter that's going to blow your doors off every morning. Well, I'm glad that you said that because that brings us to, it, it brings me, I've got this huge giant bullet point list. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it brings me quite far down my bullet point list to uh, a big realization that we've had, mm -hmm. which is that we're building we're essentially building a, a serendipitous system. Mm -hmm. So we actually can't say what the system should, should give people. <laughs> we can't say, hey, I want really good stuff about XYZ. It's more like we have to look at our own system and go, there's really good stuff about XYZ. If, if, if there is, then, then great. And if there isn't, there isn't. So the problem with that concept... Um, and 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 it's not that there never could be one day. It's just that where we're at with our technology right now, okay. right? So our technology is is quite limited in what it pulls back that's good and what it doesn't. Okay. <clears throat> so if we if we were to do what you just said, which I think is a great idea and goes very much along the lines of just where I was going, uh, which was built, you know building sales pages and and getting ready to to be that kind of solution. The realization was, wait, when we started building up those topic packs, I started being that first customer and going, yeah, I want in my topic pack, I want Twitter marketing. I want, you know, um, how do I do a Facebook social media things or whatever? And then I was looking through the system and I was like, wait, it's not there. That That's not on the system, but that's what I want in my newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's going to happen through that. So we taking a step back what we realized is um it's a bit of a problem because in a way it's like a gap like the way that we've approached the business so far it's sort of like a gamble on a gamble on a gamble because the first the first like gamble is okay will people you know will people want will people pay for a newsletter you know do people see value in emails about their career like things like that but then the second gamble is assuming that we uh, could build the perfect classifier for Twitter marketing, will there be any good articles? <laughs> right. You know, <clears throat> so even if we even if we were able to work out how to really get those good stuff, will it actually be good stuff? If you if you you know starting from that that top down approach, and then the third one is can we actually build something that can correctly tag Twitter marketing and get it constantly? in the inbox. So those, those are three pretty substantial gambles that we were thinking about. So we took a, a step back and looked at it from first principles and um, thought, okay, this, this idea of a customized brief, there's value in it. Um, and it would be really good to have the topic packs, but at the same time, we do want to make money. So what, what is a, what is an, an avenue that we could, an approach that we could take right now to help us earn revenue and then we can sort of circle back to that other approach mm -hmm. um so what we came back with was um i mean it's it's not a gamble to think that that there is good content and that we can find the areas where there is good link flow on the system 
And it's not a gamble to think that people will sign up to free newsletters of specific topics that are really good. And it's not a gamble to think that we can create advertising revenue. So that is the approach we're taking right now. Um, we, will, we will come back to the paid uh, angle when we've got 5,000 free users on the system. But right now we're going to be creating briefs based off the really great data that we already have in the system. Okay. So what's your ETA on this? What, how, what, what do you, is this something, is you going back to the drawing board and going to work for a few months? Or is this something? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not, it's, because I mean, it's, it's really just um, the work that, and I'm already halfway through it, to be honest. Um, and that's just in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, the key, the key work uh, that needs to be done is just to, um, because right now the whole system is built around users who've registered and who, you know, have user accounts and uh, created a custom brief just for them. We need to build a system where we can kind of configure a brief mm -hmm. and it's just about having an email address and like sort of more of an anonymous system. And it's, you know, we're, the, we're just the ones creating the custom brief and it's through a configuration file. Right. And then that brief will send to people. And then, so for example, another thing that, you know, every brief that gets sent to someone on the current system gets stored so they can navigate back through their briefs on a daily basis. But with, with this version, it's all going to be public newsletters. So it needs to store the public brief in a different table. And so the public navigation will work there. So basically you'll, you'll go to like, um, you know, uh, morningbrief.com forward slash, uh, Python. And then we'll have a, we'll have a morning brief about Python. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the, I get yeah, it. And so we're, we're going to, we're just going to try and promote that and see how, see how well we do with that. We, we know that we can monetize it. Um, obviously it's a slower build, but I, the way that I'm building it is to make it very, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word right now, but essentially what I'm trying to say is to make it like to, to, to really promote the idea that you can subscribe to multiple briefs. So to, to, so that you can sort of explore morning brief and you can go, oh yeah, that's a Python brief. I'll get that on Mondays. Right. Oh yeah. There's a PHP brief. I'll get that on Tuesdays. And so to this point where people are like, yeah, I, I like all the data that's coming in here and I like all these briefs, but man, I wish I could have the, I wish I could just like not have five emails. I wish I could just merge it into one or something. Right. And then that would be the paid, the paid thing. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that's uh, one thing I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to do is unsubscribe for much stuff because I'm getting so many damn emails that just like crushed right. by it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Um, I subscribed to a bunch of these Substack things, and now I've, now I'm overwhelmed by all these Substack subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, well, I like this guy, I like her, but I just I just can't read all this stuff, you know. And, and I just feel guilty. What I need, to, what I really need, I, it's it's really just need the the RSS reader. You know, it's like suddenly my inbox is now new R is my R RSS reader, mm -hmm. which yeah. sucks because it's my to do list. So I have a to do list merged with my an RSS reader, right? It's mm -hmm. like, that's not great. What I, what we, what I need is something I need, maybe there's some kind of Chrome plugin or something, but I need all this stuff going to a, a separate like folder or not a separate uh, tab. That's just, uh, you know, newsletters or something. Cause this is, and I'm sure a lot of people are, are probably falling in the same, same boat. I mean, it's like, I have subscriptions to the New York times and the Washington post. And I just subscribe to Washington, unsubscribe Washington post. Cause I just like, I can't read all this crap. You know, it's just too much. And I feel guilty comes in and it's like, you know, all oh, your hot stuff, Connor Washington Post and all this stuff. I'm like, ah, 
I can't read this. <laughs> you know. So there was um, a little bit more I wanted to tell you about the realizations about moving towards the, like how how to correctly execute on the paid version. Yeah, can um, I ask you a question about that first though? Yeah, sure. So the whole, uh, you were into this whole sort of like Kickstarter thing where people are going to pay up front and stuff. How did that work out? How much money did you, did you get in it for that initial launch? That, that, it worked out, it worked out really well for the, for the, the, for the uh, audience that it was marketed to, which was texting. Mm -hmm. And um, there, I didn't get, we've only had one person subscribe since the free trial thing happened. Okay. Um, but the texting, so we've made like 2,100, I believe, 21 people. Okay. Um, but so th from, from the awful, uh, feedback and the realization that we should go into the, the awful, packs, <laughs> the awful um, horrible, no good there. <laughs> what I, what I, what I did realize, what I did work out is how to correctly sell it. Um, if we could support, if we could support the, the topic packs, the problem is. We haven't quite worked out how to support the topic packs, and that's the reason why we've moved to the free. But I want to tell you, I just want to talk you through the other the other realizations and learnings that I had about sure. this. So the first one was building the ocean, all the problems that I mentioned. Boiling the, the solution ocean. Was, sorry, boiling the ocean. And the solution was to turn it into topic packs, which was just very specific, useful, interesting things. Mm -hmm. Now, assuming that we could, <laughs> we could fill those topic packs with what we wanted to, then the second uh, issue is competing in a commoditized market. That is a problem because based on the feedback of the free trial users, everyone said, this is just like RSS or Google News. Why should I pay for this? This is completely like that. I can get this anyway. So that is very problematic. And I started to think about how to solve that problem, how to, how to um, change the perception. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what it made me think of was um, change it from selling something that is usually free for more money to changing the perception to selling something that is usually expensive for less money. And it reminded me of texting episode 170, where we interviewed Paul Pates about um, innovative disruption. He talked about that Gillette's failure to exploit the disruptive potential of their uh, fusion electric disposable razor. God, so how do they you remember that? I don't know. They, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they basically positioned it as a really expensive wet razor. What it, but what Paul Pates was saying is they should actually position it as a really cheap, uh, like fully blown electric razor. Okay. And so that's, so, uh, you know, so for us, what I was thinking is we're not the expensive RSS reader. The way that we need to position this from a sales point of view is we're actually a cheap member of your staff. You know, uh, we're like a, that member of staff that you've said, Hey, go and research. Research this. assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Research assistant. Basically change the perception. So the other thing is, you know, to change the perception, um, that every, because everyone was like thinking, okay, the links need to be, you know, really good. But the, but the truth is, is this is, this, it, this entire thing is based on serendipity. So that actually needs to come into the product vision and say, look, this isn't about like, we're going to send you three perfect links. Well, actually the point here is, is that if you were going to go on social media yourself and try and look for really good links, you'd have to spend like a couple of hours every day looking at all the tweets, looking at all the stuff. But, and even then it's just serendipitous. So essentially what we're doing is we're saying, instead of you spending, you know, three hours online every day, you just look at an email for one minute and just see, is there a good link from social media today? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was another thing. And then another piece was to make the, the system more highbrow to just pay more attention to design and uh, price points. So I did build a great sales page and I 
am extremely confident that it could it could make sales. Um, the problem is is that it will be the wrong time to release it because we da- haven't got the technology, like I said, to to fulfill the topic packs. Right. So that's the other reason why I think it makes a lot of sense for us to go back to the free idea because we we can we can really work on monetizing. Um, we can work on making the. Well, it's the free. How better. are you going to monetize other than? Other than well, we'll monetize through ads. So we'll, we'll just, monetize. Through you really ads. want to be an ad company because that seems like it's such a little. It's so hard to make money that way. Well, um, why do you say that? I don't. I just. I've. I've just been. That seems like. I. I mean, no. I have no personal experience. I just like read that a number of times. Where it was like, yeah, it's just so. And so it's hard to make money in ads. Like you have to have really high, um, you know, volume um, in terms of, you know, users. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, you know, but you'd have to look at well, the Well, that's not, that's not quite the case for, tar- you know, for very highly targeted newsletters. Okay. Um, they do quite well. Um, and so that would be the area that we So would you be might in. like so, advertise like jobs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, but, and so, so that, that comes to the other point, which is when we look at the data that has really good link flow and really good results, and we craft these briefs, we basically craft them around areas which are easier to monetize. That's that's another kind of strategy about this. Mm-hmm. So in the first place, it's really going to be us learning learning our own system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we've basically created our own mini internet. I mean, to give you to give an example, um, you know, we've we've pulled in seven hundred thousand links at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the system is pulling in about 6,000 links a day. Right. Um, you know, so it's a lot of, it's, it's, we've built our own, our own gold mine mm-hmm. and now we have to find out what, where the gold is. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah. I, and I think the the key is, of course, is just talking to customers. I think that's, I think that's what you got to do more than anything is just be talking to them. Do you talk to many of them in person or do you just like do surveys and stuff. I mean, how are you getting information from your, from your users? I'm just telling you, I mean, if, if we talk to customers, they're going to want, like, if we talk to customers based off this system, they're right now, they're going, they're going to ask us for something that we can't build. Okay. So what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do then? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, so like, I, you know, I don't think that in this, in this specific case, unless we just completely pivot and do something different that customers have specifically asked us for, it's not, it's just not the same thing as you because yours is you, you already, I was going to say, actually, as you, as you were talking through, I was going to say, you know what, man, I really like, I really wish I was in that position that Jason was in where it's just, it's so clear what the problem is, you know? Well, geez, I mean, I have a whole other set of problems, right? I mean, how many years have I spent on this? How many, how much money have I spent on this? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't something like, oh, I built a prototype in two months and got some customers. And, you know, I mean, like I put huge risk on this, huge. I mean, I put over yeah. seven figures of my own net worth into this thing. I put years of time into this, basically mm-hmm. my whole life in the last five years. So, I mean, there's massive uh, upfront risk that um so i'm not sure you really want this <laughs> i mean anybody say oh i was like i don't know man like you know me a lot of nights i've been lying in bed with my chest you know <laughs> you know tight because i'm just like oh my god i can't believe how much money i put in this i'm like god you know we can ever pull this thing together so it's like <laughs> I yeah. mean, this this is this is not this is not that sort of 
low risk, throw together uh, something and, you know, go talk to customers, put together something in a couple months and iterate. Like, I, I mean, I did it completely backwards, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I was building it for a school program to support that. And I was like, we're going to support this, but I think we could back out a commercial product out of this thing. That is not how you do it, right? Anybody, I mean, people, the amount of times that's worked is like, you know, almost never. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're doing. We're doing something backwards as well, which is, which is, we're not um, starting off from that position of pain, you know? So we're doing something different. Well, you're, and, well, you're building a solution and you're trying to turn it into a, a product, right? Well, it's... It, you're building a technology I mean, and you're trying to find a market for it. You're kind of, to, kind of. Um, I mean, you know, Ben and me get huge amounts of value out of the system. Mm-hmm. So there's at least two people <laughs> that this really works for. Right. So, um, and you know, I'm a customer and just as much as Ben is a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, you know, I, I believe that there's a play. And if, if you saw the, the sales pages and all the, the copy, um, you know, I think you'd agree. Oh yeah, this, that there's a direction for a paid product there. Um, right. the problem is, is it's just, uh, supporting it, uh, with the, with the back end. We just, we just couldn't make that work yet. You know, mm-hmm. we just couldn't make that work. Like basically it's about tagging. It's about the semantic tagging. That's the hard problem. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the hard problem. That is a very hard technical problem. It's not something you just plug into some off the shelf library. So that's. And the, yeah. the, the off the shelf solution that we use cannot do the semantic tagging that we need. Like it doesn't understand social media marketing. Right. It, do, it doesn't understand what, so the things that, the things that people really would want to read about in like a startup's brief, mm-hmm. it, there's no way to get a handle on them. The links are in the system. They're there, but it's just like semantically tagging them correctly. So we've got some ideas about that, um, but it's going to take a significant amount of research and time. And we don't have that, that time right now because it's already a gamble on a gamble on a gamble. That's why we're moving away to a more first principles approach. Um, just, uh, doing stuff that we know can actually generate money and we know can work and then we'll come back to it. Right. Speaking of back end, can I bring something up that I forgot to mention earlier? Yeah, please do. Yeah. So, um, the, the, I, we were talking about the job processing stuff. Lots mm-hmm. of I yeah. said, you know, that, so when a student completes a task and the system has to determine what are the five most impactful things for the student to work on next on the entire universe yeah. of mathematical topics. Okay. So that takes, we got that down to run in like, I don't know, between like four and like 10 or 12 seconds, depending on the situation. And so you don't want that to be like a, you know, part of the user flow, right? They finish something, mm-hmm. you sit there yeah. with a spinning, you know, beach ball or something for like seven yeah. seconds. So what it does is it, it, I mean, there's sort of a finish grade, like, congratulations, you earned 10 XP for this test. So there's a little bit of time there, but, um, it gets immediately picked up by a job pro. So what I did is I wrote a, um, I, I set up a separate server and I used a clustering library, a node clustering, or it's just called node cluster, I guess. And what it'll do is it'll, is I have it spin up a worker for each um, thread or each uh, CPU in the system. So if there's four cores, you'll get four, four, four workers. And what those will do is those are just continuously waiting. Anytime, anytime that they're, um, they finish a task, they'll just say, hey, I'm available. And I have the master um, just, you know, 
pull the database for any unprocessed tasks. And when it gets one, and, and then when it gets them, it'll just pull them up and then just say, all right, here, you take this one, then you take this one, you take this one. And so I have this sort of, you know, you know, relative, I mean, at least across one box is sort of scalable processing, uh, nice. you know, which just worked pretty well. I mean, it was like, I, you know, I said, all right, you know, I could do. Are you pulling it from the, sorry, I didn't quite catch you. Is the database the essentially, like there's a little flag on the database basically. Yeah. Uh, so, so when a, yeah. when a, when a task is completed, it'll have a progress of, you know, one, right. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So when that's, when it, when progress is one and its status is unprocessed, then it gets picked up by the task processor, which it'll say, oh, okay, we got to process this. And then it goes through it. Then it tag, it, it, it scoops up everything, immediately tags them all as in, in process, processing. Right. And then it hands, then it hands them off one by one to the wor any workers that are available. And then they know, and when they're done, they say, okay, you're done. You're processed. Does that make nice. sense? And did you build that all from scratch? Yeah. In about two hours. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like, well, it was like, you know, it's funny. Cause I was like, yeah, you know, I could use the simple message queue, but that still doesn't solve this other problem, which like, how are we, you know, you know, there's a lot of other things coordinating all this stuff. And I was like, screw it. I can, you know, just build this on in one node app. And it's just, just got to use a clustering library. So we was just figuring out how the clustering library worked. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the patterns, this, I mean, the patterns the same, like the, you know, simple queue service or whatever. Like the only, the only part that just does is like, it, it's just like queuing the job and yeah. sending it to someone else. But so there's so much other stuff to, to write in a case like yours. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's good. So I mean, I can always build up, you know, you can always get more and more cores and, you know, um, whatever. Now the problem is, um, I guess what you would probably do is if you want to distribute across multiple machines, you know, you'd have the, the bastard process would only grab like a a certain number of tasks at a time because if it says i got four cores like i'm not going to grab more than four tasks at a time because i don't want any of i don't want to like hog a task right because these can yeah i mean that that is the nice thing about i mean so that that's kind of the nice thing about the way that if you do plug into like a an, a job queue mm -hmm. so what you do is you run um so you might say okay i believe that this machine can support two workers to be live mm -hmm. And so they just pick a job when they can, right? And they'll they'll run it, and then they'll stop, and then if there's another one, and so they'll never be too much. Pretty much what you're just saying there. So there'll never be more than two jobs going on on any one machine. Yeah. So I, I may way. I may switch over to something like that later, but I had I was literally like the day before I'm like I got to write this like right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't yeah. I can't afford to like go on, you know, Google and like search how do I set up this? How I, like I can't mm -hmm. afford there be some big unknown. I can't get it to work. Like I'm pretty confident I can get a clustering library to work and I could just, you know, make it happen. And and I did, which was pretty cool. It's pretty nice. cool to see it happen. So it's pretty responsive. It's like, you know, you see something get um, hit, you know, put to a point where it's completed and it's just like it gets picked up almost instantaneously and gets taken care of in a matter of seconds. So it's like, okay, it's exactly what we wanted. That's awesome. Um, talk to, I think I talked a little bit about this before that Alfie, who's one of our uh, listeners and is, you know, I've been friends with him for a while now. He, um, he had, uh, offered to, um, you know, rewrite it in, in Rust if we needed it. Um, oh, nice. yeah. Cause I was just like, cause I, I, well, I asked him, like, cause I knew he was a Rust guy and I know Rust is like the new, you know, speed champion. And I was like, you know, how hard would it be to do this? Or what do you, you know, says, so he's like, oh, I'll just do it for you, man. I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to take, he's like, no, no, seriously, it'd be fine. And I was like, well, I'll, 
once we get it stabilized, maybe we'll have the discussion. We'll see how fast we can get it with Node. You know, if we can get it. But see, the question is, how much faster is Rust than Node? I mean, Node is not slow. It's not like you're talking about Python or something. So, you know, are we talking a 2x speed up or a 5x speed up or 10x? I mean, I don't. So, um, but the problem is, is that things are still so much in flux. I don't really want it. it I can't have it translated to a language that I can't or Justin and I can't change. You know yeah. what I mean? That would that makes be bad. Sense. So it's like either we would really need to loot. I mean, it'd be one thing to have Alfie help us c convert it to Rust. And then we take it from there. Like I'd probably the thing is I try and write it Rust. And then he's then and have him say, hey, no, Jason, you want to do it this way? You want to do it that way? And kind of mentor me on how to do it the right way so that I can manage it. Because, you know, you know, these things are, it's like you got to fix stuff like right now. And I can say, Alfie, I need this fixed right now. And, you know, it's like one thing. It's one thing to do a favor. Someone is another thing to be on call for them. It can get pretty annoying. So, hmm. um. Uh, but you know, we haven't, we haven't needed to do it yet. Cause it, with four cores, I mean, I think, you know, I think it cost me like $190 to get like a, a month for like a four core thing or something like that, which sounds expensive, but compared to like rewriting the thing in rust, you know what I mean, mm. and all, all, all the time that's going to take and all the, no, you know, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, that's what, uh, the famous post from 37 singles was like, just get bigger service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we could go to eight cores or 16 cores or whatever and it'd be fine but at some point yeah it might end up we might end up rewriting it in, in rust but oh you know it's just i have to i have to be in a situation where it's like the fire it can't, the house is not on fire you know it's like we're really just trying to get the bugs out of some core oh, things man, I, you know? I, I yeah i to, to me that sounds like not the right move anytime soon no uh, no no it's yeah. not it's the and well, initially it was like taking a minute to run these things. And I was like, this is a complete non-starter. We cannot do that. We have to come up with a better solution. So luckily, you know, you know, Justin is, is more of a quant than a sort of a systems coder. And I was able to say, hey, you know, you can do this or you can do that. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, look, you don't want to be recreating these objects. You want to do this. And so he took some of my suggestions and, and made it like 10 times faster. But yeah, just, and I'm sure there's more optimizations you can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's just things that like, you know, somebody who writes... I mean, quants, people who write build models and are in Python and Scikit, and they're, and they're not, they don't usually have to think, worry about those things so much. So they don't, they don't necessarily learn those things. Um, so it was pretty easy for me to just run down the list of the, the things that as a systems type application coder, you learn along the way. And luckily those things worked. Um, there was one thing I wanted to, to clarify about the morning brief stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I may have given the impression that we were like dropping the, the people who'd sign up for lifetime or whatever, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to to be clear that um, anyone who, who has signed up for the lifetime, like we're we're going to basically honor that. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's just it's just a question of like circling back after we've learned more from the from this sort of free uh, experiment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. So, yeah. well, cool, dude. Well, I should probably get back to work. <laughs> I get. Yeah, I got a bunch need of to, stuff to you, do. I sort of took this one break. I figured it's time to do a show given everything that was going on. Um, but yeah, time to time to get back to the mill. Um, well, good luck with uh, the 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 I guess the my, the pivot. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's sort of it's not it's not exactly a pivot. It's just uh, it's just sort of moving. We were I was already thinking about this as like some some marketing you know as a marketing channel, and it's just moving to that that way of looking at things sooner rather than later sure. that's it yeah but um listen man congrats on what you've done like 
your release. I'm super happy. Oh, I'm thanks, so thanks. Um, <laughs> proud of you is the is the honest way I feel. It's so good. Oh. It's really good. I'm well, super excited about it. I I, I think um, I'll feel good when I got like a you know when we got a hundred paying users or something. Maybe feel like that's kind of hit. Who love it? Hundred paying users who've decided they love it. I think then I can start to feel pretty good. Yeah, right now it's still like yeah, it's just just getting out of the gate, you know. <laughs> And, uh, but it's, you know, one thing I was going to say is, is as hard as this has been and as, as frustrating as it's been at times and even as embarrassing as it's been at times, it is absolutely exhilarating. Like I would not want to be doing something else. Like this is just, you know, it's like part of it. It's like, it's like, you know, playing sports, like you go out and play, you know, a soccer game and you're like absolutely exhausted and in pain or whatever but it's fun right yeah and that's what yeah. makes it fun it makes it fun that most people can't do this most people do not have the 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 will or the grit to just fight out and do this kind of stuff and it's because it's hard but it is but for that pain is just, you you get incredible highs i mean justin uh said to me he gives you know he's like i wouldn't i could never go back to working for a company after this there's no way <laughs> Yeah, right. So two th he said two things to me with inside a few days. Like he's like he said this is you know he didn't use the words this is amazing. But he's like I could I could never do anything else after this. Like this is the absolutely the coolest thing ever. And at the same time he's like this. And then later he's like this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and I'm like yeah it is right. Like I mean you know, those things are both simultaneously true. It is that's awesome. Painful and hard to the nth degree. Night after night, don't sleep, and all you want to do is go to sleep. You're so tired, and it's like it's not working, and you're just, and you're just like resenting it, and go, oh my god, I got to send another email saying we're not ready, and you're just like, oh my god, this is so hellish, and I'm just, and then, and then, but then when it works, and you hear these people loving it, and you're just like, yes, you know, so <laughs> it is quite, quite an experience, and you know it's. <laughs> it's like my daughter Izzy goes, Dad, you don't do anything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you just sit here at your computer. <laughs> like, just have fun. I'm just sitting like, there. God, I don't do anything. I like what the hell are you talking about? You know, like what do you want me to do exactly? <laughs> you know, it's like to her, you know, fifteen year old brain, and yeah, she just doesn't understand what what's going on in here and what we're doing you know it's just so funny to you know you just do you're pulling off this just gargantuan effort you know that you feel like <laughs> this should be a team of 15 or 20 people how are we doing this with, with you know two or two of us right like just like, like this is not a two or three person job you know even close and mm -hmm. then your daughter goes dad you don't even do anything you didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> well <laughs> i don't even know what to say to that but, um, all right. well, on that, we should call it, right? Yep. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.